Amen and amen. Thank you very much, uh, Brother Simon. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, everyone. Let's just appreciate each other. Thank you. Thank you for being a wonderful team. Being vibrant. I appreciate your commitment to the Lord and I pray that you will continue. And just in case you have not found what to do yet in the ministry here or even in the big church, please I encourage you. It's wonderful to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We want to thank God so much for a wonderful day. The rain is a blessing, yes. We make you cold, but uh, yeah, let's be alive. We are youthful. Um, maybe gray hair, but I'm youthful at heart. Eh? Hallelujah. Amen. Um, do we have any people that are just okay with mathematics? You know, for you, mathematics is your thing. The history and all the other subjects are up by a challenge. Yes, I did some hands, some maybe shy, but the truth is, in this era of focus on sciences, I imagine everyone is working hard at sciences. But just in case you are not very good at it, just in case you have some fears and have some struggles, I have good news for you. There is what is called God's mathematics. Can we say it together? God's mathematics. And what is mathematics? Both one plus one equals one, and one times one equals one. Isn't that simple? Both the addition and the multiplication, then the answer is the same. <laughs> yes, it's that simple, and uh, that is what relates to what we are going to talk about. I remember several years ago about 85 uh, at the wedding. A preacher said, Do you see the couple? The people said, Yes. And he asked, How many people do you see? Of course, people are struggling to give the answer. And in church, many people don't feel comfortable to you know, speak. But he said, If you see two people, then you have a problem. Either you are blind or you are a sinner. And I hope that of us has a problem that when people get married, they become one. And uh, I'm very excited that uh, the person with whom we are joining the last day is here. And I just request you to stand up and wave to us. Ephesians chapter 5, 
verse 21 to 33. Ephesians uh, chapter 5, beginning to read at verse 21. The Bible says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourself to your own husband. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself to her. To make her body, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, every one of you also must love his wife as he does himself, and the wife must respect her husband. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, we thank you once again for your word, and I pray that as I speak, Lord, speak to me and speak through me, that your word will accomplish that which the purpose to O God, and that Lord, none of us shall remain the same, but you impact us in your way. And Lord, may you keep us alert, keep us active, and do away with the work of the devil, that Lord, you alone will be known and be seen, to the glory and the word of your name, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So when we read this scripture and you hear about the topic, I do not know what comes to mind. Becoming one and yet here you are. You are a teen, you are a young person. But yes, that is what was chosen. And I pray that God will guide us to be able to see what we can learn from it. There are things that might apply to you directly now as a team. But there might be things that are also helping you to prepare as you grow, as you move forward, just in case your vocation is to get married. But even if you are not to get married, it's where you need to know so that maybe you know how to help people as a minister or just information because knowledge is power. Amen. As just uh, mentioned, we thank God that the Church of Uganda as a theme for this year. Do we all remember the theme for this year for the Church of Uganda? What does it say? The theme for the year is United for Service and Can we say it louder? United for Service and Growth. That is the theme focus and it comes from the book of Ephesians. And I'm glad that uh, 
you've been going through this book from uh, chapter one chronologically, and uh, today we are at chapter five, the verses that I read. But as we read, uh, just to note that uh, chapter five of Ephesians and verse eighteen, the last part, God commanded through Apostle Paul to the Christians then, but which also applies to all of us. And the command is, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as our portion is, uh, we see that it is transitional as we are coming into the part of having a family relationship, a marriage between a man and a woman. And this relationship can only be possible with the help of God and by His Holy Spirit. And so, the other portion where the Spirit guided uh, relationship applies to children and parents, and also servants and masters of workplace. And that will be handled next week. So, we we'll focus today on. The two will become one flesh. And just as you may have read, this particular topic is an extract. It's a wording that comes from verse 31 of Ephesians chapter 5. Allow me to read it again. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So the last part it says the two will become one flesh and just left out the flesh. So the topic is the two will become one. And this is also found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. The same wording, uh, same phrase of uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 is what we find in Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 as God was speaking to the first couple. So what does becoming one or one flesh mean? I look at it that this is an initiative of God as you may know in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 does anyone know what it says? At least paraphrasing chapter 2 of Genesis verse 18 Anybody? Yes? God has created everything. He has given the man, Adam, the opportunity to name the animals, but there was something missing. So God says it's not good for the man to be alone. So marriage is an initiative of God, and that is what uh, becoming one means. So God initiated marriage, which is his idea, and if anyone is to get married, you need to cling to God, because he is the author, he is the perfecter, and he is the finisher of marriage. And when you look at two, the two here refers to a man who is a female by the way God created them, and a woman who is a female also by God's gender, not the LGBTQ+, but a male and a female who are of age 
age of consent that come together in holy matrimony. They commit themselves to each other and before God in the presence of witnesses. And this marriage ceremony is officiated by a licensed church minister. It is not for anybody. Marriage is not for anybody. You don't just become one simply because you have a friend around you in the spiritual and biblical context. Becoming one means that you have done all the due diligence, you have informed your parents or guardians, you have come to church and you have been officially wedded. I know there are challenges and struggles that some people even before they get to know each other, before they introduce them to themselves to their parents, they are thinking they are becoming one, they are living together. I pray that will not be a portion for anyone of you. Hallelujah. Yes, because it's sin, fornication is sin. You do not sleep with a person who is not your wife or who is not your husband. And so, the reason is also given in the scripture that we read, uh, verses 29 and 30, that after all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and they care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. Now let's also look at uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 23, just the verse before 24, giving the reason why man and woman live their father and mother and they are joined together in marriage. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 23, the New Living Translation says, At last, the man explained, This one is born from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. Woo-man. It's an exclamation. Sometimes people put W-O, then a dash, and man. So it's an exclamation of woo Wow, this is a woman. This is somebody that is taken from the man. And the man was so excited and so he affirmed what God had intended because the woman came from man. Even if he created them male and female. But to demonstrate this point, in the second account of creation, we are told God made the man to sleep and out of the rib he got a woman. And so the man is excited and he gets this wedding done by God and the two became one. And as I said earlier, there is no way you can seriously become one and live harmoniously, live in unity and operate as God intended without having a personal relationship with God. So it begins with God and we need to keep with God, praying to Him for the right spouse and also to help us because you are different people. I mentioned my friend, he comes from a different tribe, I come from a different tribe and we grew different. We actually met only towards the time when we were uh, getting to friendship and there was no way we could keep together, keep in harmony without the help of God. And as uh, I mentioned, these are spirit-guided relationships. We need God 
to guide the relationship of marriage but also work and family. And from what we read on our topic, uh, two key words come out. Uh, let me find out if we are changing. What are the key words that you have heard from our reading? Anybody? Any key words, okay? That you think came from our reading? Please don't be shy. Speak to me, I love to have some participation. Anybody who remember? Okay, let me give you the first word, which is uh, made the given to the woman. What is that? Sub submit. Thank you very much. Submit. What about for the man? What is the man commanded to do? To to love. Thank you very much. So we will share a few highlights looking at mutual submission and love as the basis of oneness and reference to Jesus Christ. We find that in verse 21. And then the wifely submission should be in rightful context in growing into one flesh. And that is the Bible verses. Uh, 22 to 24, but also 33D. And then the husband uh, loved his own wife as Jesus Christ loved the church as a demonstration of becoming one, uh, made in the verses 25 to 28, but also 33A. And then we also look at the mystery of love. Jesus is sacrificial love and death on the cross as the greatest gift for all human beings. So as we look at mutual submission and love as being the basis of oneness in relationships and also in reference for Christ, we read that uh, verse 25 saying, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Can we read it together? Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. But we can say, what is this submission? It can mean many things, but I simply say submission is willingness, obedience, or respect to one another, to another person, and it involves giving up some of your rights, some of your desires in order to yield to authority, to set rules and it also involves accountability to another person, being accountable to a leader, to authority and some of the people who uh, accountability uh, partners, uh, people that we give our submission to our God, the parents, uh, the pastors, the teachers, the spouses, but also bosses or leaders at different levels. This submission, my friends, it ensures compliance that we are in tune with what is established and it also involves harmony and unity in human relationships. So love, on the other hand, I know from as many uh, definitions, but love can simply mean a set of emotions and behaviors which are characterized by intimacy, by passion, 
by commitment and it involves care, it involves closeness, protectiveness, involves holding dear and desiring actively. It's not just passive, not just an emotion, but it's action oriented. For instance, we know that for God so loved the world that He did what? He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Love is active, love is gift. And as we noted earlier, verse 25 of Ephesians 5, in the transition of verse regarding the command to be filled with the Holy Spirit and the effects of being spirit-filled for all the Christian believers. And this, we know that the effects, the immediate effects are in verses 18 to 20 of Ephesians 5. And it also forms the basis of authority in specific household and work-based relationships from verse 22 of Ephesians 5 to chapter 6, verse 9. Now, you remember that male and female are created in the image of God. So there is equality at that point because God created them so. And yet, he is giving a command to be submissive to one another in verse 21. Meaning that yes, we are equal even if you may have different roles and responsibilities as you will see later and as we had in the reading. But in this particular context, God commands that everybody submit to another or respect another. You might think, oh, in our society, it is the people who are more privileged, you know, have position, have status, who should be respected. And who are these people? It is the parents, it is the leaders, it is, you know, the teachers, it is those that have position that we normally submit to, that we normally respect. But God is saying we need to submit to one another. As a wife, I submit to my husband, I respect him, and I want to tell you for sure he respects me. Join me to appreciate him. Yes. That a man can respect his wife and still remain a man. He's the authority in the home and by respecting the wife, nothing goes away from him. Actually, he becomes more of a servant leader, more of a God-sent leader because Jesus himself was a servant. Hallelujah. So, as we submit to one another, we submit out of love for God, we submit in humility and in obedience to the Lordship of God. And we know that Jesus Christ is our Savior. As I mentioned, without salvation, without a personal relationship with God, it's very difficult to relate with other people because we are very different. We are all different, even if they are twins, they are different in character. Sometimes even the appearance. It is quite different. So we need God to be able to submit to one another. But let me ask, is it very easy to submit 
I want to thank God for such uh, groups in the church that are able to help us to grow in relationships. Anybody here who belongs to Sister Simpa? Oh yes, thank you. These are wonderful people. Just put the hands up and we appreciate you once more. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Not sure if there are any few good men. Oh, hallelujah. A few good men? Wow, wow. Thank you very much. I belong to Mother's Union and I know my husband belongs to Father's Union. These are some of the avenues where we can be helped to grow, to understand more about our roles and responsibilities in families and also in society. So I implore you young people, please reach out and be helped on top of the help that you receive at home and in society. So that we can have stable families, we can have wonderful marriages to the glory of God. Amen? Amen. So as we look at submitting to one another out of reference for Christ and the wife submitting to her husband as the church submits to Christ, we also now look at the husband loving his own wife as Jesus Christ loved the church. And this is another demonstration of becoming one. So when God commands the husband to love his wife as Christ loved the church, he gave this command because the man is the head of the house, the head of the wife, and so he is given responsibilities as he loves. Matthew 26 to 27, the Bible says of Ephesians chapter 5, the man is to love his wife uh, because one is to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. We are saying it is a command loving the wife as Christ loved the church and what Christ did the man is to emulate in his own ability and he has some key responsibilities that he gives himself up for his wife, sacrificing for the wife, for the family and children, going an extra mile to be able to help the wife. Remember the wife is a suitable helper. She's not the head. She's not to take over responsibility. Uh, it only happens where people are not obeying God in rightful order. But the other thing that a man does, that he loves his wife, is that he is able to be able to provide, to take care that he nurtures and cares for the wife and ensures that she well, she well provided for, she well nurtured, he provides spiritually, physically, emotionally, socially, economically, and ensures that it is well with the wife and the rest of the household. But also in terms of love, loving his wife as himself, that there can be that unity, that bond, that oneness. Scripture has said, no one ever hates his own body. 
Bible also commands us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. 2 Timothy 2, 22, the Bible says, Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So, young man, young woman, you are not yet ready for marriage. So do not think about becoming one now as we need to practice it. But as I mentioned earlier, yes, information is good for you to prepare. So when your time comes, you know, but still there are chances and opportunities for counseling so that you are well prepared. But also that you are not taken advantage of. You know, someone comes around and says, Oh, be my Valentine, and I'm going to give you whatever gift it is, and you don't feel Excited, you can never to inside there, but please hold it. There is time for everything. There is time for you being in school. There is time for you to date. But even when you are dating, be very careful. You not so be much taken by this. Remember that true love waits. Can we say it together? True love waits. Will you wait? Of the Lord until the right time when you provide the suitable helper so that you can be able to have a meaningful marriage relationship where there is mutual submission and love, where there is submission of the wife out of restlessness for Christ, and where the man loves the wife out of love for God. And as we conclude, I invite us that we're going to have some aspects of prayer. And in our prayer, we're going to pray that God will give us more time for engaging our family, a bigger family, both at home, but also here as a church, as a body of Christ, with all of us in one space, so that we can learn more from each other, but that God will also help us to play our role responsibly, as we submit to one another, as the wife submits to the husband, as the uh, husband loves their wife, but also that as Christians, we will choose to reflect the love of God as we respect people at all levels, and that even when we are in school or when we get to work, we we'll respect those that we work with or study with, and I know that it is possible. Some of us have gone through it. I have been where you are. I may not speak the vocabulary of today, but I've been there. So in my time, I was among the chief of land. I used to create and invest land. So when you have your husband's land, it's well. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I'm praying that God will help you and help. Uh, all the young people to be able to trust him and all of us as adults for you in case you feel more meaning to be in the celebrate giving as a symbol, serving the Lord I pray that God will make that possible for you you are not under pressure to be married Hallelujah no pressure for marriage because they are all gifts from God and as we serve the Lord I pray that you will help us to be faithful, that we will find a fulfilling life, and whatever we do shall be fruitful. So let us all stand.
as we pray in conclusion, that God will help us. Is there any area in your life where you have been challenged and perhaps you do not feel you have been respectful enough? Maybe your parents, you, any other authority in school, sometimes you have struggled here and there. Just in case there are those challenges, submit to the Lord, ask Him that He will empower you by His Spirit so that you can be submissive and be respectful. But also, just in case you never come to the Lord as Lord and Savior, it's an opportunity for you to pray and receive Him now or have a commitment. As we all have our eyes closed, just in case you want to come to the Lord or be committed to the Lord or ask Him for help to be more submissive, to be more respectful, to be more obedient, please put up your hand. Put up your hand right and we are going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. Even as we pray together, I ask you to pray yourself. And the Lord indeed will help you. Please put that hand up. The Lord sees it. And the Lord wants you to be genuine. Is there any way where things have not been right? And we want the Lord to help you. Maybe you are struggling. Someone betrayed you. Someone abused you. You are struggling with an addiction. You are struggling with whatever challenge in your life. Please trust the Lord. Put that hand up. And in a place of meditation, we all pray. You know your need, you know your challenge. Just pray that the Lord will have his way in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks and praise and we pray that you guide us by your spirit. Lord, you see the people that have hands up. Lord, they need your help. I pray that you guide them by your spirit, oh God. I pray that, Lord, you help them where things have not been easy, where they have struggled, oh God. And Help them, O oh Lord my God. And for anyone who is coming to you for the first time, for the person who is recommitting, I pray that you guide them by your Spirit of God. May you have your way in their lives. May you support them. May you encourage them. And Lord, for all of us who are struggling one way or the other, Lord, I pray that you help us. Help us that we submit to you fully out of that way you want to submit authority in our homes, in our schools, Lord, in our workplaces, and in marriage.